Check, check, one, two, one, two, one, two. <laughs> Hello, Michael Harrison. Check, check, one, two, one, two, one, two. Hi. What's wrong with my sound here? It's oh, it just... sounds great. Don't ever change it. <laughs> <laughs> Give me 30 seconds. I've got a catchy jingle to play here, and then we'll chat, Michael. Radio on. Now the day has just begun. Voices in the air. Rising with the morning sun. I go about my day And I know that I belong The signal's strong And we all stand together Over the radio waves Just in time for World Radio Day 2024 comes that song from the American rock group called Gun Hill Road. And not coincidentally, a member of that band is one of the most admired persons in the radio industry. He has logged more than 50 years as a personality, programmer, consultant, and mentor affiliated with some of the biggest radio stations in the U.S. He also has been the editor and publisher of Talkers.com, the Bible of American Talk Radio for more than 30 years. Michael Harrison, welcome back to Podcast Radio. Gene, it's great to be here. Thank you for that uh, very nice introduction. This is going to be fun. It feels like World Radio Day may be something you made up, but uh, upon further investigation, it seems like it is somehow even sanctioned by the United Nations. What's going on here, Michael? Oh, yeah, I, I hardly made it up. I'm honored to have been contacted by UNESCO, which is the arts arm of the UN, to advise them this year. World Radio Day is an official UN International Day. They have a number of them, obviously, and we all know there's a lot of days, you know, this is this month, that month, you know, whatever. But this is this is cool. The UN has uh, sanctioned this. It's uh, This is the 13th annual installment of World Radio Day, and it's basically uh, designed to uh, celebrate the iconic ship, if you will, of radio, which even though it's now going into its second century, the, the theme of it this year is a century of informing, educating, and entertaining, which is what radio does. It's also a vehicle for, believe it or not, peace, for for communication. It, It transcends boundaries. They asked me if I wanted to be part of it, and I said, oh yeah. I've been uh, very involved for the last six months with it, and it's coming up on the 13th. In 2024, how do you think radio is doing with its mission of informing, educating, and entertaining? There are times where I think a lot of our programming, not just in America, but around the world, generates more heat than light. What do you think? I think that you're right. I think that uh, it's the nature of the times. I think it's the the nature of social media. I think that uh, social media, as all technology, is a double-edged sword. And um, I, I, I sing the praises of uh, the level of communications we have at this point technologically, but I also warn of the dangers. And um, much of the coarsening of society uh, in the United States and uh, perhaps uh, similarly in the UK is due to the technology that we have to attack each other, in some cases anonymously. But what I've learned from this position I've had with UNESCO with World Radio Day stepping back and looking at radio from the bigger picture than just the U.S. or just the English-speaking world is that radio has many different dimensions to it in many different parts of the globe. The world is so much bigger than most of us realize. And in some places, it's a lifeline, not just in terms of being a first responder in times of war and disease and famine and natural disasters, but in terms of connectivity. It's a connection for people in remote places, in underdeveloped countries, in poverty-stricken places. It's a simple, inexpensive, direct, one-to-many technology. So radio 
is much larger in terms of its impact, its content, and its necessity than I ever realized, focusing mostly on my work within the U.S. You brought up technology, and I think I need a definition from you on radio versus audio, which is a big discussion in our industry right now. The radio itself, the device, doesn't mean as much as it used to because many people in some countries, most people, are listening through apps or websites or smart speakers. Is it all radio, no matter what the devices you're using, Michael? That's a very key question. It's a good question. And, I mean, I go back to the time when I had my first job on an FM radio station, and my friends asked me, when are you going to get a job on a real radio station? I go, this is a real radio station. <laughs> no, it's not a real. It's FM. It's it's not real. It's it's not in the car. Are. It's not, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not one of the big known stations. So the, the issue of platform and the appliance on which uh, the sound is carried, the medium is the message, McLuhan and all that, only goes so far. My answer to the question, and I think it is the ultimate question right now facing the radio industry, you know, what is the difference between radio as a term and audio as a term? I believe that radio is an aesthetic. It has nothing anymore to do with whether, whether it's AM or FM, a short word, or, you know, a, a, a taxi depot, you know, <laughs> a dispatcher <laughs> is the word, the word I'm looking for. It's an aesthetic. It has to do with a platform that creates shows, but shows that are so diverse and powerful that they could swing an election, a show could swing an election, that entertainment information, education, the three terms that we used before, come together and the shows that are on the platform have a connection to each other. That it's not just an isolated audio piece out there on the ocean known as the internet. These are cruise ships. These are ports. These are docks. I'm getting a little esoteric here, but it's, it's very hard to explain this because, as I said, it's an aesthetic. And I hope that the people in the radio industry understand that they are the keepers of an aesthetic and don't get too hung up on, it's only audio. Because when you lose the radio station and you lose the radio network and you, you lose the idea of a cohesive cathedral, if you will, that, that has a stage, a pulpit, a box office, that has walls and, and is defined, the audio programs and elements that you're talking about are left to the devices of public utilities. It just becomes a, 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 an item. It's like the difference between listening to a record on Spotify or listening to it on your favorite Top 40 station. Mm -hmm. or, or, and, and that's the best way I can answer it. What's your reaction to what I just said? Because I know you think about these things as well as I do. When you're talking about technology, radio has been counted out so many times in its 100-plus year history. When movies came along, they said that's the end of radio. Same thing with television. Same thing with the Internet. As long as there are people, there are going to be people who want to listen to other people. So I feel like it's just a question of how we deliver that speech is all we're talking about here. Our guest is Michael Harrison. He is a longtime radio personality and programmer and the editor and publisher of Talkers.com, the Bible of the American talk radio industry. So I am willing to call all audio radio. Are you cool with that? Okay. Well, I, I, if it sounds like something that would play on the radio, 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's radio. Some people like look at podcast radio, the platform that that you're on. It's it's also on radio stations. That's uh, right. DAB stations are radio stations. As a matter of fact, it's it's kind of a misnomer because it gives people the impression it's somehow a digital online streaming thing, which maybe it is. But when you're when you're doing your show on this interesting modern platform, mm-hmm. in your head you're still on a radio station, aren't you? I mean, you're Absolutely. still on a radio show. But that could just be my age and my history of 45 years in radio too is anything that I do including my own podcast in my real life feels like radio to me because it's me talking into a microphone I don't know if that's necessarily the case with kids coming up today who are doing their shows maybe even on places like YouTube or Twitch or whatever I don't know that they think they're doing a radio show they're just doing something on the internet contemporary culture popular culture is a very temporary thing there was a time when people talked about how could the world get along without vaudeville there were people who said they'll always be the big top circus that that was a cultural thing thing and there are people that wouldn't consider a week successful if they didn't go to the movies at least once a week and we also had drive-in theaters that were part of the culture nothing when it comes to culture is written in stone and and as far as what people like it has to do with what they grew up with it's all generational i call it the favorite pizza syndrome when you talk to people about what's the best pizza you've ever had it usually comes down to the place in the small town they grew up in because and it's the same thing with favorite records there's a point past which you cannot determine how good a song is by listening to any of it mechanically has to do with where was it playing and what did it mean to the people in their lives when it was playing the subjectivity of it makes everything very perishable i think that's beautifully put by the way and it is what makes radio so special and it's why it's been in our cars and in our homes and now on our phones our whole lives is because we do make those connections and we do make those memories I got a question for you, Michael, that we may not have time to air in this interview because of our time constraints, but I see so many of the big media companies, particularly in America, like iHeart and Cumulus and Odyssey all going bankrupt. If you were given a radio station today with a good signal in a big market, could you make money with it? You're the smartest guy I know. You'd be the guy I'd want to ask to try anyway. Is it even possible these days? The answer is absolutely yes. In places where radio stations are not smothered in debt that was accumulated by past ownerships and uh, very difficult to get out from under, radio still is a viable business, especially in the uh, local arena. So the answer is yes. The problem facing radio in America is most of the big companies are in terrible debt accrued during the rise of consolidation. There's your answer. We started this interview with a clip from the new song from your band gun hill road all about and celebrating world radio day we're going to end the interview with your rap interlude in the middle of it michael i hope our listeners are braced for this before we hear it who's your role model as a rapper are you more of a jay-z guy or a little wayne guy or what I am so blown away by rap in terms of being so beyond my ability to comprehend because of my growing up that I find all of them to be astonishing. And how I ever pulled this off is beyond me. So I, 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 I love all rappers. And I want to just mention OverTheRadioWaves.com if they want to see the video. I hope you don't mind me plugging that. Over the radio waves. Not at all. I'll let our listeners decide if you pulled it off or not. World Radio Day is happening all around the world, hard to believe, on February. 13th, 2024. Thanks, Michael. World Radio Day. So save the date. United Nations and UNESCO are going to celebrate, inform, entertain, and educate into its second century. A lifeline called diversity. Now more than ever universally. Audio messages around the wheel through the electromagnetic field. Radio is important like never before. February 13th, 2024. Mark it on 
your calendar and don't delay. Let's all celebrate World Radio Day. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional Book, book nerds. nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading!